Everybody loves the Lord. Say amen. amen. Before I announce the text, I will uh, say thank you for your friendship, for your blessings. And I want to appreciate the good, kind words. Uh, when we was Brother Henderson's, he raised an offering on the last night for our missions. And I have not mentioned it this week. <clears throat> I have not felt led, but I feel led tonight. We tried to raise... <clears throat> we got three big trips coming up Albania and England and Uganda and after that Japan and so I think my missions budget annually somewhere around 40, 50, 60 it varies but an average of $50,000 we just asked the churches after all these years it's just the way I do it. I'm not condemning anybody else at all. But I've never asked for money outside the pulpit. Amen. Amen. When I stand in the pulpit, I never solicited, never made phone calls, uh, never sent letters. I may, I may do it tomorrow, but I never have. I never have. And I don't even ask the pastors outside the pulpit. I don't ask them know, in their office or at lunch. I mentioned it. It's just the way the Lord's done it. In the pulpit. I believe in the church. Man. They come through the church. And our mission board is called a local church mission board. Amen. The pastors are in charge of their missionaries. Amen. And I'm a helper uh, as an evangelist, which is an office of the church. Help the missionaries, and I help the pastors. Some of the pastors, I've got some old seasoned veteran pastors. They don't need my help. Their man's on our board, and we do the missionaries. Some of them pastors got more wisdom and experience than I do. Some of the pastors are clueless, and they say, "Please, brother Dean, help us." And so, uh, our mission board is a local church mission board. The pastor, not a bully board, but the pastor's in charge of the mission. And then we offer our services. And it gives them credibility, gives them a network. But anyway, um, got three big ones coming up. Brother Henderson, they took up a good offer back at his place. And if you want to do that, I ask the Lord for people that would give hundreds. And if you feel led uh, I've been raising 9100s and I've got 60 of those raised that's $6,000 raised and I need about $3,000 for immediate upcoming needs so I'm praying for 30 people to give $100 and if the Lord tells you then you'll be blessed amen You'll receive shiny new toys for Christmas. They shall shine. They shall shower down upon thee. <laughs> Couldn't resist. <clears throat> Hadn't the Lord been good to us? I bless the Lord. And I appreciate the words Brother Langston said. As I get older, things get more precious. And I want to say this to you. But I want to say this to all of us. Be careful about how we talk about things as being sacrificed. I'm not rebuking you, Pastor. I know what you mean. 
I've used the same language often. Not rebuking you, Pastor. I just want to remind all of us. When the king asks you to go do something for him, it's always an honor. It's never it's never anything else. It's an honor. And what if the president asked you to be an ambassador? And we need one right now. <laughs> Nikki's gone. <laughs> we need. And what if the president? And he's liable to call one of us. He's he loses staff a lot. I love the rascal. What if the president called on you? I'd be an honor to go serve. And I think all of us need to be careful that we just say that it's an honor. And I just say that because I don't know. Again, I'm done. And you come on down, sis. I'm done. Boy, you got her trained, don't you? She was just waiting. Thank you, sister. But, uh, it's an honor when the king calls on you. I bless the Lord. And they've been good to us. They've been good to us. Appreciate Brother Henderson, how they've helped us all this week. What a blessing. Brother Rudd, good to see y'all. That's good singing. Man, good singing. We, have, we always pray for your special requests. Pray that God will touch you. And you know, uh, we also pray for all of them. Never know where the real battle will be one day. That's right. And uh, I bless the Lord. That they've been good to us. Amen. All right. Go to Exodus 24. You pray for me. Uh, I'm going to ride to Kansas City in the morning, get on an airplane. And uh, the next meeting is in Knoxville, Tennessee. And then after that, uh, be in. North Georgia. Then be going down to the Low Country in South Carolina. And then going uh, to, uh, I think after that I could go over to South Georgia again. It'll be five miles from Jimmy Carter's house. If y'all want me to tell him hello and that he's now just the second worst president in history, I'll be glad to tell him <laughs> after the last thing, you know. And then, uh, We'll be in Carrollton, Georgia, Brother Kelly Williams. So you pray for us. That's good blessings. The Lord's been good to us. I'm in Exodus 24 and 25, I think. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Lord, thank you for Calvary. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the Holy Ghost. Help me for a little while. Oh, Lord. God, maybe tonight we should just be a blessing to you, not worry about getting a blessing. Yes. Lord, help us, help us to bless you. Lord, thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name, all the Lord's people said. Amen. You know, David commanded his soul to bless the Lord. Amen. Yes, sir. Right time we ought to just do that. I'm going to put that watch right there. Little boy said to his mama, what does that mean? The preacher put his watch up there. She said, it don't mean a thing. (laughs) (laughs) 
At least I'll know why you're turning different colors. See, I'll know. My, the Lord been good. Are y'all in Exodus 25? Look at verse 22. And there I will meet with thee. Mm. See Exodus 25, verse 21. That shall put the mercy seat above upon the ark. There I will meet with thee, and I will commune with thee from above the mercy seat, from between the two cherubim, which are upon the ark of the testimony. Mm. All right, look at chapter 24, verse 1. And he said unto Moses, Come up unto the Lord. Now and Aaron, Nadab, and Abihu, and seventy of the elders of Israel, worship ye afar off. Well, in verse 6, 7, and 8, the blood got brought in the picture, and then they was able to draw nigh. Can I get a witness right there? Yeah, well, and verse 12, and the Lord said to Moses, Come up to me in the mount. Be there. <laughs> I like that. Verse 13 of chapter 24. Moses rose up and his minister Joshua. Moses went up to the mount of God. Look in verse 15. Moses went up into the mount. And the cloud covered the mount. The glory of the Lord abode upon Mount Sinai. And the cloud covered it six days. The seventh day he called to Moses out of the midst of the cloud and the sight of the glory of the Lord was like divine fire on the top of the mountain the eyes of the children of Israel. And Moses went into the midst of the cloud and got him up into the mount. The Lord help me. I want to preach on what a meeting. What a meeting. The Lord put it in my heart, scribbled it on a, on a Hampton Inn little notepad this morning. In my early morning meditations, which need a lot of help from coffee and from the Lord. <laughs> mm, don't tell Lester Roloff. He could have enjoyed the whole journey, you know. Raw carrot juice, poor fella. Could have enjoyed the whole journey. He was the healthiest fella ever in Christ in the plane. Well, what a meat. Now, I'll be honest, the Lord put it in my heart tonight. Just, <laughs> it's kind of just right there. Scribble it down this morning, but I was just scribbling. And the Lord told me tonight, sitting over here, put it in my heart. Just get up there and thank, thank, thank me for what a meeting we've had this week. <laughs> what, a, what a meeting. What a meeting. What a meeting. Tonight may be sweetest, sweeter than here tonight than it has been all week for me. Sweet. Mm. Lord he thinned us out not just where we could just come in here and have a little love session Amen. love on him Amen with Adam he broke down and cried what's wrong with him is he unstable did you see him crying tonight I got a little worried I don't see him crying much is he alright sister Lee good he broke down and cried on us oh how I love Jesus mmm mmm what a meat. What a meat the Lord's given us. I've been in Exodus myself for a month. Well, three weeks. Going down Redemption Road. And so this is kind of the end of my road. And uh, I think I only preached on it one night. There's seven nights of preaching there. 
But I'm jumping way ahead on my road here and talk about what I'm meeting. This is what I wrote down this morning. See if the Lord help us. This may not take long. What do y'all think about that? I tell you what they had here. They had a mountaintop meeting. Number two, they had a men's meeting. Number three, they had a mercy seat meeting. been in all three. Great, man. Mm. There's a mountaintop meeting. You can read, all right, did you see, did you write these verses down? Uh, or you know, we done did chapter 24, verse 16. The glory of the Lord abode upon Mount Sinai. Well, can I get a witness right there? And he done called them up there to that mountain. Of course, let's just stop, thank God, real quick. We didn't stop at Mount Sinai. We got a New Testament. Went on to Mount Calvary. And, and we're heading to Mount Zion. Alright, Brother Silas, it's a mountaintop meeting. We've had one this week. And then it was a men's meeting. I pretend the same. He called them up. Do you see verse 1? He said to Moses, Aaron, Nadab, Abihu, and 70 of the elders of Israel. I'll come up here in the mountain. It's in verse 9 and verse 1 of chapter 24. There's a men's meeting. We'll talk about that in a minute. And then where I started, chapter 25, verse 22, this is what triggered it this morning. In my studies, that mercy seat. That's where it was all heading, Brother Langston. Is your last name Langston too? That's good. You gotta ask these days. <laughs> That's where it was all going. To that mercy seat. There I'll meet with thee. If there's a new Christian here, just go ahead and pop you some happy bubbles that mercy seat. That's a picture of the Lord Jesus. Oftentimes we have a Lord's Supper table. Maybe in your new building out yonder you'll have one. You don't have to, but you can have a Lord's Supper table. And it's kind of like our Old Testament art. Because his body and his blood put on top of it. Not the Roman Catholic transubstantiation. Any doctrine more than four syllables, probably a false doctrine. Help me right there. But that's where the bread and the fruit of the vine, that's where the body and the blood right there, and it's a similar to and you're not we're not required to have it, but that ark is a picture of the Lord Jesus. Gold on top, wood on bottom. As his heavenly nature and as his human nature. The blood poured out. Contained three things. Help me remember. The Ten Commandments, the stone tables were in there. Aaron's rod that budded was in there. A pot of manna was in there. There's a lot of preaching right there. At some point in time, the law, the parchment of the law was stuck in the side of it somewhere. Had wooden staffs, had wooden rods run through them corner rings. Mm. They thought one time that ark had been with, with the world so long, the Philistines, when they went to get it, they tried to handle the ark the same way the world does. Put it on, the, put it on an ark. Put that ark on a cart. 
Put it on a cart and had an oxen pull it. What about when you try to carry the glory the same way the world does? Supposed to get under it and put that cross on your shoulders. That wood's supposed to be on your shoulders. Every, for every place is five or six. For every man shall bear his own burden. Mm. Yes, sir. These contemporary boys. He said he didn't want to put too much money in somebody else's dealer, but them black sailors make me nervous. I'm waiting on the disco ball to drop. The fog machine. That's the first step right there. Better be glad I know you inherited that black sailor. All these contemporary churches trying to do church the world's way. No, I'm sorry. You got to get under it and put it on your own shoulder. <laughs> oh, there I will meet with thee. Well, let's talk about these three things. Which one should we do first? Let's do the mountaintop business first. One thing I want to say, I sure am glad he called me up to the top of the mountain. Amen. Yes. Now, is it Matthew 28? Everybody flip over to Matthew 28. I want you to see that one verse. I'm going to close this. I have disorders. There's stuff back here. I went back here one time. You don't want to go back there. There's a whole, you, you cross over. Yes, you do. <laughs> this place got a black ceiling, y'all know that. Mm. Go to Matthew 28. Uh, Brother Henderson, I'm looking for the verse. Said they went up to a mountain where he had appointed them. It's right before the Great Commission. All right? Somebody read it out loud. I can't get it started. Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped. Ooh, we. Just stop right there for a minute. Now before he gave them the great commission, he had a, he had a mountaintop appointment. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. reason folks ain't worshipping at our church is they can't see him. Now, you pastors in here, we got four of them, I think. Brother and brother and brother and brother. Maybe more, I don't know. We got four pastors. Don't get discouraged when some people in your church will not enter into worship. Read the next line. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. But somebody, okay, if Jesus himself is standing there looking at you in a glorified body and some people right there are going to doubt while looking at him, don't you get discouraged when they doubt and they can't see. That's human nature, folks. There's some folks so full of unbelief and so empty of faith that they could be looking at the resurrected Jesus and will doubt. So don't you men get discouraged when not everybody enters in. Good night. Yes. Somebody said, well, if Jesus was to come, I, I got news for you. He did. Yeah. Right. And it didn't change anything as far as this old world turning to God. Right. They killed him. 
and crucified him. I said, I don't know what we need down there in our church for everybody to get in. There ain't nothing. You don't need a thing. It ain't going to happen. It ain't supposed to happen. It's all right if it don't happen. A lot of people's going to go to hell because they want to. They love their darkness rather than light. They love their sin rather than their Savior. They were looking at him and doubting. He said, what can we do to get them to love the Lord? Nothing. If they love him, you can't stop them from loving him. If they don't, you can't make them get started. We're trying to do a lot of things the Lord ain't trying to do. I said, we're trying to fix a lot of problems in our churches that the Lord ain't even worried about. He's moved on. Oh, he moves on quick. I promise you, he'll move on. He'll move on quick. Me and you praying for Uncle Billy the last 62 years. Uncle Billy's going to go to hell because he reprobated himself way back there somewhere. Chopped off a preacher's head, trod underfoot in the blood of the covenant, and that's the way Uncle Billy wants it. Won't you get full of the Holy Ghost, get in your prayer closet, and find out who Jesus is praying for? Pray for them. He's in his mercy. Long as sure it is. Mention Uncle Billy and see, see how he feels about it. Are y'all with me? Amen. I didn't see where he tried to fix it. Did y'all see the verse where he got all upset and he tried to fix it? Because some were looking at him, but they doubted. He moved on. That's right. Bless the Lord. You four pastors here. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm trying to fix stuff. The Lord ain't even looked at me in ten years. And the Lord was he said, What are you doing, man? We're over here doing this. Where are you? He'll shake the dust off. He'll tell this preacher to shake the dust off. We get we, we listen to too many other men. We've written too many books beside the Bible. All them books tells you how to fix everything. That Bible fixes what wants fixing and moves on. Talk to me now. It moves on pretty quick. I'm going with God. One day out yonder, He's going to make no apologies for leaving them in the dust. He ain't upset about half this stuff we're monkeying over with a sentimental, not a spiritual. Not a spiritual burden, a sentimental burden. Spiritual burden can only come from the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Sentimental burden come to you hanging around too many other men. Right. Find out what God's got on his heart. Not what the brethren are tore up about. You say, oh, my church got a lot of problems. Not many that's bothering him. Any bothering him. Probably what's bothering him ain't even crossed your mind. Go ask him what's bothering him about your church. Not be surprised. He talked to them seven churches over there. I know that works. And here's what's bothering me. Here's what's bothering me. Here's what I'm pleased with. I think stuff bothering us ain't what's bothering him. How about we go back to Monday night that the eyes of our understanding can be enlightened. God will give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Well, it's a mountaintop meeting. Go back to Exodus. And what about the worship coming before the work? 
Back here, now, I done left the Great Commission, I know. I told y'all to leave it. And then I went back. I have several disorders. I refuse to medicate any of them. Give them all pet names and you'll never be lonely. <laughs> One is a lonely night. Hold on, that ain't a choir song. These kids don't know. <laughs> That's going back to your grandma's day. <laughs> your wife smiled, brother. <laughs> she smiled when I say, I think she knows. Now, mm, all right, go back to chapter 24. I just want to stop and thank God for them mountaintop Amen. meetings. Amen. Is it verse 10? And they saw the God of Israel. Yeah. Would y'all look at that? <laughs> Brother Silas, look at them blood verses. See, I'm afraid to read it. If I read them, I'll preach two hours. <laughs> I think, are they in verse 6, 7, 8? Took the blood. Yeah, yeah sprinkled the book. Yeah. Sprinkle the people. Ah, Lord, I'm trying not to preach them. I refuse to look at them. Just mention them, staring me. This is what Hebrews 9 is talking about. This is the old covenant, folks. It's exactly pinpoint your faith. Right here, you pinpoint it. It's the old covenant. It's the old testament. Right there in the verse where it took place. It's where he gave the old law. And the Hebrews 9 discusses this thoroughly. And over there he said, and the vessels of the ministry. Mm. I can't quote it. My quote brain part's messed up tonight, Rudd. You gained five pounds since I said that. <laughs> Disappointing. All right. We're in Hebrews 9. Let's run over and look at it. Find the verse where all the vessels of the ministry. Hebrews 9. It's going to be two-thirds of the way through the chapter. I better go over and look at this. Lord's got us in the blood here. I'm trying to avoid it. Hebrews 9. Where's he? Boy, it used to be. Hebrews was in my Bible right before the service. Oh, there it is. Can't get none of my verses started tonight. Hebrews chapter 9. Mm, mm, mm. Let's start in verse. What verse should I start in? Whew. Dear time. Mm. Verse 18, that first testament was, dead, was, it was not dedicated without blood. Verse 19, he took the blood of. Calves and goats, water, scarlet wool, hyssop, sprinkled both. I'm at the end of verse 19 of Hebrews 9. Sprinkled both the book and all the people, saying, This is the blood of the testament, which God hath enjoined unto you. Moreover, this is where I'm about to. Mm, he sprinkled with blood both the tabernacle. And here it comes. Here comes me and you. 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 That's why I had to go look at it. It's too important. And all the vessels, all the vessels of the ministry. I don't know how God can use me. I know. <laughs> well, I've messed up so bad. He can't. Oh, I know how he can use you. I'm not able. I'm not worthy. I'm not good. Yeah, we, we know that. And you're really worse than you even think. But I know how to fix all that. 
He'd take that blood sprinkle. The vessels of the ministry. The vessels. The vessels. Who sung it the other night? Wasn't it in this meeting? Was in this meeting? Somebody was, I think Mariah sang it. Mariah sang it. You used to be a Henderson, now you're a Rudd. It happened in one sermon. Mariah sang it. I think, give him the glory. Did you sing it there? For all the, do you remember when? And that's all. You didn't think God could use someone like you. I jumped in there somewhere. Huh. You remember back when you didn't think God could use you? Yes. <sighs> all right, let's run ahead since we're eating scrambled eggs tonight anyway. Let's look at some of them men on that map. Mm, mm, mm. How about Matthew 17? Then you ain't got to turn there. You know it, unless you want to. Exodus 24 has been called the Mount of Transfiguration of the Old Testament. Yeah, God took, God took his main men up on the mountain and showed them his glory. And we'll say it again. God took his main men up on the mountain and showed them his glory. It's the Old Testament Mount of Transfiguration. In, in, the New, in Matthew 17, that same glory, we'll come back to that glory in a minute. That same glory. But look who's up there on that mountain. Some real sorry jokers. Moses. Transfiguration, where that glory? Moses. Elijah, Simon Peter, and the two sons of thunder. There are five men up there. In, in Exodus 24, there's five men. Uh, yeah. Moses, Aaron, Aaron's two boys, the two sons. There's two sons in the knee, two sons in the old. And Joshua. <laughs> I wrote a sermon years ago. I wrote something years ago on, on look who God lets up on the mountain with you. Moses had a murder problem. Yeah. He had blood on his hands. Elijah had a mental problem. Yeah. Sat under Jennifer and got suicidal. Come on now. Had depression issues. Simon Peter had a mouth problem. Cursing, blaspheming. I don't know him. I am ready to go. I have no idea who he is, blankety blank. Yeah. He had a mouth problem. That's right. And then the sons of thunder, they had a mean spirit problem. Right. It was James and John got over there and said, Lord, you want us to just burn this town down? Yeah, Lord had to talk to me like that a few times in my early ministry. <laughs> They're not for you, Lord. Kill them all. That was a good prayer request, I thought. He said, boys, you know not what manner of spirit you're of. Two sons of thunder. They had a mean problem. Well, goodness. What are they doing up there on that mountain? None of them deserve to be up there. I said Moses had a murder problem. Elijah had a mental problem. Simon Peter had a mouth problem. Two sons of thunder had a mean problem. 
What are they doing up there? <clears throat> They're in the throat of deliberately. <clears throat> Same thing you're doing up there. God called you up there. They don't deserve to be up there. And you do. Oh, you're in an elite group that's worthy to be up there. Ain't nobody deserves to be. <laughs> but he'll take that blood and sprinkle. He'll take that blood and sanctify all the vessels. Moses had a murder problem. God called him the meekest man on the earth. What about man saw that his temper was his problem? Lost his temper, murdered the Egyptian, lost his temper, smacked the rock. And the Lord said, He's the meekest man I know. What about Elijah after suicide? And then he's the one God used to make a stand against one against 850. What about Simon Peter had a mouth problem and God said, you'll make a good Pentecost preacher. How about you preach? How about you preach the opening, opening sermon in the church age? With your mouth. How about to run? If he looked slanted upwards, I would. I'd get winded. If I was up there, I'd run down here. But I ain't running up there. It's a matter of principle. I collect calories. He burns them. I collect them. You put on seven pounds at that thing. I wouldn't give a rod to the man with the temper problem. <laughs> but God did, so take that rod. I'm like, Lord, wrong guy. You gave Moses a rod? Uh, Lord Simon Peter, sorry, uh, we can't approve him to preach the Acts 2 Pentecost message. He's still under church discipline for blasphemy. Last week. Last month. Help me now. That Bible messes up all kinds of stuff, you know. Uh, we can't let Elijah be one of the two witnesses in the tribulation. He's liable to get depressed. Conditions are going to be pretty bad. And the two sons of thunder... One of them you're going to let write the most holy gospel. Well, not was It's that most unusual gospel of John and Revelation. Uh, you're giving your mother's what care over to one of the sons of thunder? And you're going to let James be one of the first pastors in Jerusalem? The Lord says, yeah, they're thundering out a different message now. They're thundering out a different message. Bone oranges, sons of thunder. When my daddy pastored in Tennessee, there was a bone oranges Baptist church down the road. Some old-timey, creek-waiting, bonnet-wearing, banker-chewing, and that was the women. Oh, man, son. That's the old-timey hillbillies. Amen. See, wouldn't tobacco make them lose their testimony? <laughs> if you didn't use tobacco, you lost your testimony. The guy from the city was wrong with you. 
What do you do for bee stings? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm trying to tell you. What a meeting. It's a mountaintop meeting when they sing the glory of God. It's a men's meeting. Look at the great men up there. That's what we're looking at right now. Men's meeting. Go back over there. There's Moses, Aaron, Nadab, Abihu. And I love Joshua. Boy, how he, Joshua got in on that. Mm. Uh, Y'all back in Exodus 24. I want you to look at these. Look at all the men up here. All right, I mentioned Moses, Aaron, Nadab, Abihu. There's 70 of the elders of Israel. And then look at something here, preacher. I'm in chapter 24, verse 4. Look how they got the young men working with the blood. Chapter 24, verse 5. And he sent young men of the children of Israel, which offered burnt offerings and sacrificed peace offerings and oxen under the Lord. And Moses took half the blood, but it made half the blood. Sprinkled on the altar. He took the book of the covenant, read it. Took the blood, sprinkled on the people. And behold, the blood of the covenant about them young men was one handling them offerings, them sacrifices. Yeah. I'm going to stop and say that these young men don't need this new contemporary way. Yeah. Yeah. Let the young men stay with the blood. Yeah. 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 I seen that with the hands. The young men, 27, get the young men. Right. Let them get on that altar and get, yeah. get in all that blood business. Right. Ain't going to spend much time here. 30 seconds, the contemporary movement. They don't have one thing that I need. They've not had one fancy idea that I need for church. They've not had one good little method that might add to. Sorry! You don't need fancy ideas and methods. You don't need cute, quippy, smart, really cutting edge. How to park them, how to see them, how to find them, how to treat them. Heaven. Sinners are going to hell because they want to. Saints are going to church because they want to. You're just playing a silly game with the world. The church been going to church 2,000 years. Ain't needed not none of these little cute fancy ideas for this thing to work. I don't, even go, I don't even fellowship with the guys that say, well, now, we need to be open. They've got some good ideas. You know, the way. Baloney. Yeah. Here's a good idea. Please, sir. Be a cement season. Out of season. We're throwing our music's on. Well, I don't want something to That's a good idea. That's an idea. Try that idea. That's good. Sticking out with your little, uh, little social media, little cute insights, quippy quotes. Find it interesting that contemporaries go on social media, they never quote the Bible. They quote young men. They don't quote old men. They don't ever quote Bible, they quote men. I'm sorry, that's what atheists do. That's what this generation of university professors do. That's what they quote men. That's what philosophers and poets do. They quote men. I, I, I'm, I'm a preacher. I quote the Bible. Yeah. Amen. Saul said, 
If you're going to kill that giant, you're going to need all this. And David said under his breath, it didn't help you. And he said, I can't go with these. I've not proven it. What you going to do? Well, I got a little shepherd's sling and a shepherd's bag, and I got five stones out of that brook. And this ain't even what does it. What does it? Well, there is a God. <laughs> and he said to Goliath, I come to you with five cute ideas and seven new ways and six real neat things that the young guys back there that have been looking at you, that they gave me some good stuff. No. He said, I got a dead lion and a dead bear back at the camp and fixed to be a dead giant. So you won't say name to your mama or your grandma. Because I come to thee in the name of the Lord God. He came in the name of God. I'm not just being heated in the heat of the moment. I, you don't need one good idea. You don't need to borrow a thimble full of nothing from this new contemporary movement. People can figure out where to park and where to sit. They really can. So man, goofy outfit. Try to get them out of hell. If you want to go where they're all going to hell, there's 19 places within five miles. What we do for the children is pray, preach, praise God, have church with preachers and deacons and teachers and the brethren and in prayer meeting and we gather around the cross and if that's all we got. Sorry, sorry. That's all we got. We're all going to take our kids down there. Oh, we'll take them. If you, want, if you ain't got no more discernment than to want Chuck E. Cheese instead of wanting church, then you ain't going to hang around here longer than 10 minutes know how. The young men were put in the altar to work with the blood. It's a men's meeting. It's a mountaintop meeting. Before I leave that men's meeting, look who was up there. I'm, I'm jumping back in the New Testament. Moses, he was the law. Elijah, he was the prophet. Simon, he was the apostles. And the Lord stuck his head in from heaven and said, This is my beloved son. Hear ye him. Not the law, not the prophets. Not the apostles. They're just foundations. But you're looking at the cornerstone. You're looking at the cornerstone. Hear him. You don't need to plug in the men. Amen. This ain't about Moses. This ain't about Elijah. I personally think them two are going to be the two witnesses in the book of Revelation. Personally. If you want to think something else. I will let you think that. Thank you. Go ahead. Thank you. Thank you. I think Moses and Elijah. And I have my reasons. But uh, I'm uh, two of the greatest men of the Old Testament. Simon Peter's wearing them keys. Roman Catholic Church got that all twisted up, didn't it? But God said this ain't about great men. There's only one. Hear ye him. Amen. 
I want to say this. We need to listen to the old men, but we don't need to worship the old men. That's right. We've had a lot of that too. We got young men in this hour that are listening to the counsel of young men who were brought up with him and not listen to the old men. But the independent movement, one reason God's just are real good is because we worship the old preachers. It's just supposed to watch them and follow them on their journey whose faith follows. But that thing went over into worship and here's, hey, here's the kicker. And man worship was allowed. It was tolerated. What did John say? Stand up. I'm just a man. What did Paul say? Stand up. We're not gods. Even that angel, I think of every place said, I'm not the one of this angel. And in the independent fundamental battlefield of the 70s and 80s, we began to worship men and they should have said, uh-uh-uh, just stand up. Stand with us. Go where we're going, but just stand with us because we're just men. That's right. You're not supposed to worship us. Oh, the men's meeting. Mountaintop meeting. Let's go to that mountaintop. I'm almost done in my own kind of way. Exodus 24. Y'all see this. Here's that mountaintop meeting. <laughs> and they saw the God of Israel. And there was under his feet, as it were, a paved work of a sapphire stone. And in his body, as it were, the clearness of heaven. <laughs> you reckon this is something what Jesus looked like in Matthew 17 when that glory? Luke said it was glistering. I bet glistering ain't in none of the modern versions. Too many syllables. Too strange of a word for them. Glistering. What is glistering? Well, the Bible always interprets itself. It's like the clearness of heaven. What's the clearness of heaven? It's like glistering. I don't know. I wasn't there. It's like the stars in outer space. Ain't you glad he made the sun? And the moon and the stars. Amen. That's for all the friends. They saw, as it were, the body of heaven in its clearness. And, and, and the gospel's talked about shining forth a glory. Whiter than any fuller on earth could dial in. Glistering. Praise. I want to say something to you. In the church age and the spirit realm, I have seen the glory of the Lord. Not like a charismatic vision. Oral Roberts come out and said he saw a 900 foot Jesus and he needed $2 million. <laughs> That's weird. Jesus needed $2 million and he's only 900 foot tall. That's strange. Oh no, but I've seen the glory. That night he called me to preach. The Holy Spirit in the spirit world by faith. Not with my eye, but something more visual than that by faith. Yeah. Right. Hey, y'all, 
We've been in the glory around here a little bit, time in and time out, sometimes a big bit, all week long. We've been in the glory. We've been baptized in that cloud. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 2. Mm. Pretty foggy in here tonight. He said, well, I don't see it. I know you're in Matthew 28. We seen you over there. But son of David. Can you believe they were looking at him and doubted? They were looking at the resurrected Savior in his glorified body, and they doubted. So don't think, preachers, that you're coming short somehow in your ministry because you can't get them all in. <laughs> Jesus couldn't, and he didn't even try. He didn't do a thing about those that doubted. He just took the ones that believed and went and done something. Don't think you fell. He reached his hand out to two of them. Only one got saved. Huh, Jesus didn't know how to draw the net. That's the language they used. Jesus didn't know how to, how, to, how to get that net on in there. As the Son of God was dying and his bloody nail pierced hands flying around next to a man. He didn't win him. Yeah, somebody needs to re-examine all them little lectures from the 70s. Somebody needs to re-examine them. It, the rich young ruler fell down at Jesus' knees and couldn't get saved. He didn't know how to draw the net. Jesus failed as a soul winner. The rich young ruler's at his feet wanting to be saved. You think if anybody could finish that off? Jesus said, let's talk about your money, boy. And he'd run away. And then the Bible said that Jesus pursued him and tried to show him more verses. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That may be your ESV with your early service. So we'd spend the rest of Sunday being carnal. Your early service. So you'd spend the rest of Sunday being carnal. No, he let him go away and the boy went to hell. That was the end of the story. Jesus ain't playing some of these games we're playing. Said, well, the boy might have got saved. He might have. I hope he did. Mm. Jesus sure didn't chase him. He knew his problem. And he brought it up. The man did not deal with it right. And he went away. And Jesus let him go away. He ain't playing these games that we're playing. That Bible will mess up everything Bible college. Just about everything a Bible college gave you, that Bible will mess it up. I didn't mean to be looking right at you, Greg, when I said that. That's my buddy. They saw the God in him. Little, since y'all are here the last night, you get a little extra. Does it say that his feet was, as it were, paved work of sapphire stone? They said that was either transparent or a blue. Mm. Mm. Y'all seen Exodus 15 where the depths were congealed? Run to Exodus 15. I want to show you something free. 
Y'all need to come in to go home. Exodus 15. Tell me if, what verse it is, y'all, where it said in the depths were congealed. It's somewhere around 8 or 10. Okay, look at the end of verse 8. And it's describing how the Red Sea is crossed. It said the depths were congealed. Just like blistering. I bet that word didn't make the cut in none of the fancy versions. Congealed. What about that? That jail is, sounds like jail because it's the same word as jail. It's congealed. God paved it. It was better walking than on any NBA hardwood specialized floor. Heaven's paving company. So now we got to think a little bit. The only thing we got to interpret the Bible with is the Bible. And, and nine chapters later, he said at his feet, where as it were, a work of paved sapphire. Woo! I like, I'm, I'm putting that kid in my pocket and taking him with me. He's been with me all week long. He's been with me. Paid work at his feet. I don't know. Brother Rudd, just let me talk out loud for a minute. Y'all can go misquote me on Facebook. And, you know, I'll never see it. I'll be at a Chinese buffet with that fat, happy Buddha. If I ever leave Baptist, I'm going to Kabuda because they have buffets. They're fat, happy people. That's my next choice in major world religions. At his feet was a work of paved stone. You reckon everywhere he stepped, creation responded? Wherever he stood? There's only one street in heaven, and it's gold. And the Bible said it's transparent. Y'all just let me talk out loud. Brother Silas, how do you say your last name? That's really weird. That's a weird name. I've been looking at it on my phone for three years. I, I don't even believe that. I don't even believe you know how to say it. I don't even believe that. Kyan is like something you'd find at the bottom of the sea or something. I, it's, not, it's not a name, but anyway. With the size, Kyan. I just wonder. wonder when he walked on water. He really didn't. Revelation 15, and they stand on the other side on the sea of glass. Yes. I just wonder everywhere he steps, creation responds. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because the Bible teaches that he did not whistle Moses over. With his, the blast of his nostrils, he divided the wall of water, and he did not say, Shh. can't make my pinky do this, and I can't. He didn't say, Moses, come here. I'm over here. I've got the water to my... The Bible teaches you, go study the accounts, that the Lord himself, it's a picture of the second coming. The Lord himself came to them. And you reckon everywhere he stepped. Yeah, come on. 
angels, as his feet were as it were, a work of a, of a bluish sapphire transparent. Paved. I'm sorry, King James, yes, Brother Kayin, King James, paved. Yes, paved. Yes, you know what paved means? Paved. That's what it means. Brother Kayin. Don't bother me all night. And I wonder everywhere he stepped. I wonder when he walked on water that day. He was walking on water, but in his water, it was his water. And his water said, whoa, that's him. Yeah. And just stood up. Water stand up. When the water just said, that's him, boys. Yeah. <laughs> Brother Henderson, I'm thinking this, too. How'd that gold streak get paid? You've been coming all week, brother. I'll give you this little nugget. I wonder when he came back from Calvary with the blood. And walked with that blood. I wonder if the worst step it just went gold. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because heaven's made up of elements that ain't never been cursed. Down here at the blue paved sapphire bears of gold. I wonder if we walked in with that blood. I can't prove this, but I ain't trying to. I'm just enjoying it. Because I got, a, I, got some, I got some notions that Scripture's hinting at pretty strong. I just wonder if when he carried that blood back in, everywhere he stepped, it just went gold. I can't prove it, but I'm not trying to. How them depths get congealed? The Bible always tells you what it means somewhere later. Yeah. And at his feet, there's a paved work of a precious stone. Right. What does that mean to me and you? That means when God makes a way, he won't drag you through the mud. When we talk about the will of God and walking in his paths, he won't drag you through the mud. Yeah. That's right. He'll either come get you and bring you back or he'll walk with you and it'll be paved everywhere you go. Yeah. Yeah. Woo! Mountain top meeting. They saw the God of Israel. Well, I close with this one. The mercy seat meeting. We done read it. It's over in chapter 25. That was, that, by the way, by the way, that, that was where the whole journey was going. Taking you into the Holy of Holies to be Amen. with God Himself. Can I get a witness? I'm done now. I'm not going to preach this morning. I'm just so glad that there is a place where there's mercy. Yes. Amen. Amen. Yes. Preach a message on that ark and that blood being poured out on it. Brother Rudd, Brother New Pastor, I had never met you before. Did you live in Florida? Somebody said you were friends. I'll talk to you later. I lived in Lawley, pastored in Lawley, down below uh, Plenty where the Collins was, where the home was. Yeah, visit with you later. You can buy me some food. Yeah, yeah, I'm an evangelist. I have no shame. Evangelists find the nearest pastor and look hungry. John Michael, write that down in the notes. Evangelist, find the nearest pastor and just stand there and just be popular. How you doing, Pastor? You eat yet? 
You'll be a little prideful your first two years, three years after that, just no shame. That mercy seat. I preach a message, but really, what the blood covered. What Christ took within himself. What was in that ark? Aaron's rod that budded. You know what? You know when that thing came in the picture? When Korah and his company rebelled. And the earth opened up to them to hell. That's when that rod came in the picture. Moses, the stone tablets. The broken commandments. The pot of manna. They wasn't that a blessing? Let me remind you, the pot of manna was there because they rebelled and disobeyed God and had to, he had to feed them for 40 years. That was when they was on probation. Wasn't allowed in. 40 years! Everything in there represented our failures. We broke those Ten Commandments. That rod was brought out because God had to put a whole family, a whole tribe into hell. By the way, when a family or a tribe raises up against you in the church, God will let them all go to hell. That's sad, but that's true. And then, that pot of manna, that represents our wilderness wanderings, our murmuring, our unbelief, refusal to go into the promised land. I know all three of them things can represent different things in typology, but they're going to point to our failures. And they were all put in that park. About to run. Oh, yes. Christ came to where we was and right. he took all of our rebellion, all of our disobedience, all of our transgressions in his own body. <laughs> he took it all. And it was down in that wooden part in his humanity. And the gold part covered it. And then the blood was poured on the gold. And that blood covered all of that. Yeah. <laughs> the blood covered it all. And then that Shekinah cloud. I've been making a list since Tuesday. Everywhere that cloud enveloped God's people. That's on the list. That Shekinah cloud come down. On that great day we're talking about every year, that priest was in there. <laughs> well, I got good news for everybody. There was an old rugged cross on a hill 2,000 years ago outside Jerusalem, the Son of God. When the veil of his flesh was rent, that veil in the temple was rent. And now we can all go into that holy of holies and go right to the Lord. And there's blood. And you ain't going to get in there without getting under worship. Shattered and cried, holy, 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 holy. Well, I don't know about that old time religion. They all get down here to church and rejoice and shout and worship and praise God. Can't help it. We're in the cloud. We're in the blood. We're under the wings of Sarah. We're meeting with our God in Christ, in his blood, in his body. It's the it's what you do when you're in there. What else would you do? It's all been done. Get her into that holy, holy, holy. I bless the Lord. What a meeting. What a meeting they had there. What a meeting we've had here. 
Yes. God, I've been with some great men. <laughs> there were some young men that are learning to help get in the blood. Been with some great men. Just a bunch of old sinners that God decided to sanctify and yeah. make the vessels of the ministry. We've been on the mountaintop and seen his glory. And we went in that holy of holies and that blood. Let's bow our heads.